If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, she's with us again, Sarah Frazier. Can I, can I just tell you, last week when you and I were talking, yes. you, you called me and you said, I'm on a budget. I'm on a budget. I, I, you know, a darling, you know, Miss Yontif's, you know, accountant has put her on a budget. I know more for me. And then like literally an hour later, I look on behind the velvet rope, Instagram stories. And there's, there's a new just ordered Louis Vuitton. (laughs) Now if new custom ordered a Pharrell and you were, I think you were tagging Pharrell as the Louis Vuitton (laughs) artist and I thought to myself, did I just listen to him for 20 minutes about how he's on a budget and his life is turned around and now we're ordering a new Louis Vuitton? Okay. Let me just answer that before we get into this Vanderpump right. Rules recap. Um, two things can be true, as I say. Oh. Um, reality is set in. The accountant has taken my hand and said, who the fuck do you think you are? And then what happens is the connection at Louis says... Here is the pre-order for these five things. These will be gone within three minutes. Which do you want? And you're like, thank God I don't want this. Thank God I don't want this. And then something screams out at you. And they're like, girl, either take it or don't. Because when it hits the website, it's going to be sold out. And then you're sick to your stomach. And you just have to say, just fucking do it. So can't two things get to be true? Let me put it this way. I am very worried. I am very worried you are going the way of the Kardashians. You know, the Kardashians are getting a lot of backlash this week. They're selling their old worn out clothes, including Chloe, I guess, has put up a a sweater for one of her kids from Zara for $50. I'm worried you're going to go the way of of Kim Zolciak Bierman and the Kardashians. I'm going to see David's collection on the real, real baby. Well, darling, a couple of things to, first of all, my stuff, because Kim got in trouble too for like, or called out. I think she was selling uh, like one of the Croc or Mez bags for like 70 something, but it was all dirty. Like Zolciak is also misrepresenting her shit and saying great condition. And then someone's getting it and being, no, my stuff will be represented accurately when it's time for sale. And one day these things will be sold. And the thing about having so many Louis is, you only take each one out for a spin so infrequently that you know you, that it gets preserved. Oh, got you it. know no what I'm saying? No wear and tear. Okay, no okay. wear and tear. I don't so know. It's just- I did post a new Louis and I did tag Pharrell because I got it in pre-order. So thank you, Pharrell. And um, I did complain to you that rea- listen, reality has set in. Honestly, like just life is. <sighs> You know, we we got to live a real life. Speaking of which, I was at Melissa Rivers yesterday all day recording in person. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you more about my real life. No, no, no. One of the television's biggest dynasty homes. Um, no, I let me tell you something. These, then we'll get into it. These, I'm not going to talk about the pot and the Uber, but these Uber drivers. I came home and I'm like, I've never had a headache this bad in months. Like this stop and go traffic to get there. She's like 45 minutes away. We don't, we don't reveal where, cause we never do that. Sarah talked to me about that, but she's in LA and it's 45 minutes there and 40. It's like, I came home and I was like, I was down for the count, honey. I didn't do anything yesterday. I had a bad headache. I bet. I know. <sighs> well, these are drivers, somebody smoking pot. Um, 
Well, shout out to Melissa Rivers, who we love, just legendary television personality herself. And of course, daughter of the fabulous Joan Rivers. Uh, What an honor to go to her house and just have tea and record a podcast. And you're talking to just one of a kind. I mean, and just an incredible producer. Did she produce your, because, you know, she famously produced Fashion Police along with her mother. So she's got a great. I love my once a month with Miss Melissa. They are not going anywhere. Whoever is not a fan of them, like we become like family, like our team and I have become close. So there's there's no piercing that veil, people. So Melissa is here to stay. Um, You want to get into Vanderpump Rules season 11, episode five. We are in Tahoe. We are opening Wolf, baby. Can we call Uh, it Grant? Can we just call it Grandpa Pump Rules? This whole episode was about my boy, Graham. Graham Cracker. Graham Cracker's back. Graham Cracker um, is home. What'd you think? I actually liked this episode. I'm back on the, I'm back on board. Found it compelling to watch. Just when I was reaching for my phone to scroll about other things, it brought me back in. What'd you Definitely like about it? The redemption of Tom Sandoval. Um, I liked, okay, well, first of all, for a second, for a brief second, we got back to their businesses. One of the opening scenes is Katie and Ariana talking about something about her, uh, the sandwich shop yes. that will never open, according to David Yontif. Um, I'm starting to change my mind on that. You are? Well, they're still talking about it. I mean, I guess it's eventually going to open. They explained why when I walked by, there was no porch anymore. I mean, they did talk about the porch and that's caused a lot of uh violations and ordinances and i don't know i'm starting i'm trying not to be such a troll i don't think it's opening you don't no because i think even though we got two minutes of the women discussing the sandwich shop that's all we got and then we move on i mean i almost feel like they just thread it in because people are going well where's something about her but you know that was filmed how many months ago eight months ago you know, and here we are eight months later. And to your point, the place is like boarded up. Nothing's new. And now, they have to explain why the two gals aren't there. But I mean, what are they going to do? Break the fourth wall? I mean, I guess they could just break the fourth wall. And Ariana could say, I'm not fucking filming with him. We're going. But that to me was like, okay, you filled this in as like the reason why they're not going. She won't film with Tom. That's why. Oh, yeah. The Tahoe trip. Yes. And uh, so we leave something about her with they have to get a wheelchair ramp. They have to take down the um, the deck that was so cute when David and I went. It was actually adorable. And Ariana says, who do I need to blow in West Hollywood to get this open? We just hit red tape after red tape. And then she says, you know, everybody on the city council there is gay, so they're not interested. I don't know. I think gay men, you know, a blowjob's a blowjob. But, you know, I so- would agree with that. I mean, I don't really, I'm not looking for a blowjob from a lady at the moment, but <laughs> I do agree. I mean, what's the difference, right? Just close your eyes, right? That's right. Absolutely. Turn the lights out. So anyhow, I, I don't know. That was like a little glimpse, but they do not go on this Tahoe trip. I am very into Sheena and Brock's marriage and their debates. I have a three-year-old, so I can relate to their... I have to imagine, though, I don't know. Do you think... You don't have any kids. Do you think that part is interesting or it's like jump the shark that we talk so much about their marriage and child issues? I mean, you might as well jump the shark because guess what? The valley is coming. Jerks! I'll admit it, as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order 
or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I just moved into a new apartment in New York City, and every time I move, I love, it's so cathartic, I clean out my closets and get rid of so much stuff that's out of style, but all the stuff I got from Quince, those were all keepers. The reason is because Quince creates timeless, elegant fashions that last for way more than one season. This stuff never goes out of style. I just got the coolest 100% leather black biker motorcycle jacket from Quince. 100% leather for $199. That's crazy. All of Quince's items are 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they cut out the middleman and they pass the savings right on to us. They have Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $59, so much other stuff. So upgrade your closet with Quince. Go to quince.com slash velvet rope for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash velvet rope to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash velvet rope. And Jax already just did a post, um, you know, thank you to like, this is Jax's show. I think it's actually going to have a producer credit. He said, thank you, Alex Baskin, who's Beverly Hills and Vanderpump for taking that meeting with me on a rainy night. You got to go check Jax's. Uh, and I watch an uh, Instagram and I watch an extended trailer. I don't know. It, it could be okay, this valley. But I feel like, you know what, Sarah, if you think that jumps the shark, then the, the whole valley is this. I mean, you might as well have Sheena. Listen, Sheena should be doing double duty on the valley, to be honest with you. She should be on both shows. That would be great casting. Um, no, I don't mind seeing this. You know, I don't ever need to see Brock in a, in a little pink string speedo see he's not i mean there's i'm about as attracted to him as i am to travis kelsey neither they're both too like big you know they're like he's like a guy bro oh, i don't know you don't like that oh my no. god you like that throw you around in the bedroom baby oh my lord they'd be picking this <sighs> up carrying her from bed to bed i mean you know, you, oh, you know well you know who could pick me up and throw me from bed to bed <laughs> is a 37 year old Kristen cavallari's 24 year old new oh my god did you see her new boyfriend I know. And see, like there, I'm not interested in him at oh, all. Oh, he can throw I me just, around. To me, a 24-year-old is great for a night, but there is no way. I mean, what does she possibly have in common with him? A sign from great sex. It's just so, I don't know. And she said Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. This was like a, an old interview with her. I mean, honey, Laguna Beach in the hills. I mean, move over, housewives. These are the real ones. Kristen did an interview like a couple months ago where she said, or I think it was on her podcast where she said the hottest guy just physically she was ever with is Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. Well, guess what? I think Tyler has been replaced because I think this one is even hotter. Go on. Well, I like Brock and Sheena. And and I do think they're aging with their audience. I think a lot of the VPR audience has children, so can relate to the nanny discussion. You know, Sheena is very... Oh, wow. I'm with Sheena, actually. I would not leave my child... I have, we have an awesome nanny and I actually found her at a LA playground because I always want to observe people when they don't think anyone's watching. Oh. So I I was like, I'm going to find my nanny here in LA because I'm just going to go to playgrounds. And I'm going to sit. And when I see like a nice nanny, you know, someone that's kind to the kids that doesn't think I'm paying attention, I'm going to say to her, you know, are, do you know anyone that's looking for some extra help or can you recommend anyone? Anyhow, I did that. And one day there was a woman, she was sitting with a little boy and the little boy was hanging on her the whole hour and a half that we were there. And he was just so sweet. And she was so patient with him. You know, he wouldn't go socialize. Anyway, I just said, oh, do you know anyone? And she's, she said, well, actually I'm looking for a couple extra days. We were off to the races. She's been the greatest nanny. I would trust her to take my son overnight. A hundred percent. Did you so steal someone's nanny at the playground? Well, ended it ended up yes. I ended up stealing. Okay. At first we co-shared. At first we co-shared, and then the other family dropped off, and now we basically have the woman full time. Honey, I get what I want. So I can see this. I I get that. I get Brock's perspective because my husband is more like that, you know. And then I get hers. When you're a mother, I mean, you are such a mama bear, and I'm with her. Just leave her daughter with the mom. They need to find a nanny during the day, someone that they trust during the day. 
that can, you know, take their daughter. But I liked that discussion a lot. I think he's so hot. And he seems like above everything a little bit. Like he doesn't give a shit about. He's cool with Sandoval. He's cool with people. I like Brock. I find James the hottest. And I find Sandy a close second. And and I would definitely bag Schwartz, sure. I mean, it would probably be a lazy fucking lay. I mean, you'd be like... Dude, wake up. But I would bag Schwartz too. Um, but you and Brock, I wish you guys the best of luck. Um, well, what was I gonna say? Allie has now has Graham, Graham Cracker. You really see a sense of this whole episode, I really feel is about Graham like Cracker. It. But Allie is just like, you know, I have this woman's this Raquel. I, I mean, she's still here with us, guys. Graham is, is here. And I mean, I love when she's like, you know, if Rach, if Raquel can have a new name, so can Graham. So we have Hippie, Hippie Kennedy. Hippie Kennedy. Um, yeah, that was good. I liked how they they head off to Tahoe. Obviously, Katie and Ariana are not going. Um, Boo-hoo. And- what did you make? You know, Tom Sandoval breaks down in the car with Schwartzy. And he just is so overwhelmed with the kindness of them just even showing up and, and being somewhat happy to be with him. Um, I don't know. Can I, I have sympathy for Tom Sandoval, right? I go back and forth. One day I think he's a douche. The next I'm like, oh, I feel for the guy. This is his only life he's ever known on TV. I mean, I look, I see it both ways. And- I see it and then you're just like, oh God. Like I, I could see it the other way. All the people that are like, oh my God. Like this one is just, you know, this is the performance of a lifetime. Like, could we see this being the performance of a little bit, a little bit? I mean, Tom is, you know, crying and this and that. Tom is just so out to lunch though in a lot of ways. Like that last scene with James where he's like, man, like what did you want from me? And like the nail polish. And I'm just like... Look, I mean, it, it's a hard job to be so hated. I mean, trust me, I know. But it's a hard job, but it it, it is a brand. And it just, uh, I think Tom is just having, a, yeah, I mean, I felt for the guy. And I love when Schwartz is like, let it out, man, let it out. I, Mind you. Okay, go on. No, I have sympathy for him. I think, and did you read the New York Times article about Sandoval? Which one? That he's the most hated man? Yeah, That the one, the one, one where he stuck his foot in his mouth and compared himself to Floyd, the George one with that, that same one. Yeah, I did. Well, What'd I thought think? that... Well, I just think it shows you somebody who... There's a disconnect because they've been on TV and it's so rare for a show to last as long as it has, you know? I mean, it really is so rare. They've been on TV so long. I mean, there's... There's a warp, you know, there's a warp. And I I think he is genuinely sorry about what happened, you know, and and we see this thread that we saw on um, episode five of him, you know, reaching out to Rachel, just saying, you know, I heard you're out of the facility. Are you I mean, there does seem to be some sincerity with him. Now, I know it's a varying degree uh, for different for people. It's hard to read. But I thought last night he seemed genuinely hurt, touched. Um, you know, was just happy that some of his old friends were willing to even go to Tahoe with him in this beautiful, you know, house. And um, that scene where he's like, you know, and I was at the airport and I was 20 feet away and Sheena looked up and said, hey, I mean, this guy is willing to just take scraps. He is just willing to take scraps. And I'm sorry, the funniest one in the whole damn episode is James, where he's like, you know, come on now. Like, you know, let's not go for a walk in the park. You know, come on now, Tom. Like, I just got here. And like, James is hurt. You guys know I've been so honest with you about my weight loss over the past few months. Look, I've struggled with my weight my whole life. There's so many diet plans that say, do this, don't do that. And none of them have ever worked for me. That is until Noom. Noom realizes that with weight, one size does not fit all. They take into account each person's individual needs. 
Noom builds personal plans that takes your specific dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs into account, and then they build a plan that works for you. Noom uses a psychology-based approach. They focus on the why. They believe that losing weight starts with your brain, so they focus on why haven't you been able to lose weight. They really change the way you think about food. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Has anything ever held you guys back in your fitness journey? What's always held me back is I felt like I was just working out and I was in this on my own and it was very unmotivating and no one was checking on me and then I always quit. That is until I discovered Peloton. Peloton supports and guides members from day one. Whether you're a beginner or you're an advanced rider, Peloton is there for you. They'll show you the basics. And what I love is they help you take the guesswork out of your workout and they encourage you to build from there. It's a true partnership. Also, if you have a short attention span like me, I love Peloton because you can watch your favorite TV shows. Hello, Real Housewives. And they have great live DJ rides and artist theme ones. Wherever you're starting, get moving with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. That's www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. And yes, terms do apply. But you know what I did think is like, I do think at the end where he says it a few times and he's like, you know, or like towards the end where he's like, you know, Nothing we did was malicious. I mean, okay, granted, what you did is like kind of the biggest act of betrayal possible. But he's like, you know, nothing we did had malicious intent. And he's like, every single person in this group had malicious intent. They sold merch. They went on podcasts. They sold more merch. They went on more. He's like, yeah. So he's like, you know, they had conspiracy theory. So he's like, there was like malicious intent. Like, look, I give Tom a lot of credit. Now, granted, you're on a TV show and we can break the fourth wall and you have to film the show. But I would just be like, I mean, I would be like, you can all go fuck yourselves. Like, I don't need any of you as friends. That would be me. That's what Lala said at BravoCon. She told the audience to go, you know, if she were Tom Sandoval, enough's enough. And she would tell you all to go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Um, like, you know what? I, I like that. That when he broke it down, I thought that was the first time. It made sense. For me, it made sense. I got what he was saying. It's yeah. a little bit the Erica Jane thing where she also feels she's partly a victim. Where he feels as though, okay, Rachel and I messed up. We didn't set out to fall in love and have this like hook up an affair. That's what his story is. Um, but we did. And then, yeah, you guys who I thought had been my friends for a long time l- went out deliberately and made merchandise off this, fed into conspiracy theories, did every podcast under the sun. Talk I mean, shit about me. Talk, Talk shit about me. Nonstop. Revealed I- private things about me. And... You know, I blew up my own life, so I don't necessarily need anyone to feel sorry for me, but like enough is enough. Like it's done. Like I don't have Raquel. We don't speak. She wants nothing to do with me. I mean, that's it. The friendship's over. So what type of friend is that really? I agreed. I thought he made an excellent point. And we and you and I have been saying this for a long time. They all need to thank Rachel, Tom, and of all. Really, because they saved the show and they all have made a fortune. James Kennedy DJing gigs have improved. He's bought a house off of this. I mean, they all, you know, listen, first of all, this is not planned. I am wearing a uh, straight up with Stassi shirt here. See this straight up with Stassi for everyone on. So I, I love a hoodie. This is Stassi's picture right here. Everyone watching on YouTube. I, I, I want some send it to Daryl hoodies. I don't know why I never jumped on that bandwagon and I'll buy us something about her, but I really want to send it to Daryl. 
Yeah. You know, I love it. I love a good March. I love a good March. But like when you're like hanging out and like going to the Ivy for brunch and you're in like your free city sweats and you stop by Kitson with your Starbucks. Yeah. I'm like, I I like to live like it's 1999. You stop by Kitson and you're like with your big Starbucks and your free city sweats. Who in in your Louis bag? Thank you, Pharrell. Who wouldn't want like a send it to Daryl like hoodie? I'll have the chopped salad. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> I never bought fan merch until uh, I met you. And then I went to BravoCon. I was like, I have now I now I'm into it. Now I look for it. And you I were do, at Tom Sandoval buy... in the most extras than me. You saw me run over to that merch booth, darling. I know. I should have bought the Tom Tom Bejeweled famous. That's, sweater, an, that's an iconic one. That's iconic. It is iconic. I should have got that. I'm sure I still can online. Um, the other scene that I thought was very fascinating, had you heard this that they did get into more detail about Ariana and Tom that Tom wants to buy out her side of the house, but it almost seemed a little bit of a new development that they're stuck on. She wants to, which I don't blame her kind of merchandise, all the furniture, custom ordered items. I mean, you know, lamp treatments, all these things. And she wants to be paid back for those. And it makes it seem a little bit, had you ever heard that before? It seems like they're more stuck on, Well, that's very fair. Like, I get it. And so why can't we just, I mean, she's right. She's come around apparently at this point in the show, you know, now there's some new developments in the real world. But like at this point, yeah, to like, I might let him keep the house. Like, right. So why can't you just detail all the stuff, which they seem to be doing, and he can pay for half, right? I mean, he shouldn't pay for the whole, right? If it was... Well, he's keeping the furniture, isn't he paying? So he um, should pay for yeah, all yeah. that. Oh, this is going to get messy. He's not going to do that. Well, I guess, I guess. look, he already paid half, right? So no, you're correct. He right? already paid half. I mean... They went in on it together. So he's, if if the dining room table they paid $10,000 for, and he already put in five of that, he's got to pay her another five. Listen, you just lose money sometimes in business and in dealings and in life. It happens to all of us. I'm not recommending it. It doesn't happen very often to me. But sometimes you just have to be like, uh, call it. Just call it. You know what I mean? You go to sell your apartment. You want $4 million. You paid three. You get 3.6. All right, I want four. Just take, you know, I'll take three, six. Let's get me the fuck out of here. Like, it's just doing business. Like, just call it. So, Well, obviously, it Get rid of this fucking house. Well, now we're at a court. Now we're, you know, the next season we're going to be seeing she's filing a court injunction. She wants a judge to force the sale. So I guess maybe we'll find out later on this season, you know, could they not even come to an agreement over the furniture? Because now they, they still live in that house together out there in the valley. By the way, did you, and Sheena bought a new house, two point something. She's leaving the condo. Um, She's moving shockingly to valley village um she's leaving marina del rey she lives right near patty stanger um did you see that new rumor apparently that lvp and tom sandoval came to not physical blows but almost i'm looking for it almost physical blows like right here they were at sir and i guess sandoval and lisa had to be separated by security the other night they were screaming at each other and he was screaming expletives and she called him a liar and i mean you are a liar and a manipulator and they made cameras go down cameras are still up while security intervened do we believe this did lisa vanderpump have to be separated by security no i i don't believe it ever got physical i'm sure he would never bite the hand that feeds him but um you know was there some yelling and screaming i'm sure i don't think it got as bad as that blind item i saw that tom gets very emotional very emotional um but i mean i'd like to see that but what is up with L- look at lvp is your biggest fan tom sandoval so just lvp really gave these people a whole life didn't she whole life what do you make of that was the other big part right is there they're opening wolf in tahoe yes darling filming with the wolves filming with throw me to the wolves and i shall return leader of the pack was that her actual tagline i think it was very close go on 
I drink a ton of water every day to stay healthy. And if you think I drink tap water, tap water freaks me out. And do you know that according to the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in its tap water? And that's why I use AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. What does that mean? It means that it removes 15 times more contaminants than the ordinary pitcher filters. They have purifiers for every type of home, from installation free countertop purifiers, that's the one I have, to higher capacity under sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi connected purifier. How cool is that? And they're really affordable and long lasting. AquaTrue filters last from six months to two years. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners get 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code VELVET at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code VELVET. V-E-L-V-E-T. Has anyone else had major drama in hiring for their business out there? How great does it feel to finally find the right qualified candidate and close out a job search? But what if I told you you could get rid of the job search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is a great matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. I was able to hire the last ad sales rep that I hired within such a short period of time. Before Indeed, this would have taken me days and weeks, sometimes even months. Do you know that in the minute I've basically just been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide, 23 hires. Right now, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash velvet. Just go to Indeed.com slash velvet right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, well, <laughs> something. Um, I guess their restaurants are doing really well, right? Obviously, Pump closed here more, they say, over a rent dispute than that it wasn't doing well. She's I got just, Vegas. Vegas has been cooking, apparently. At you Caesar. know what it is? I like the Vegas places because it's Vegas, baby. It's fine. I have a problem with the ones here. You know, Sir has seen better days, just has. And Tom Tom is nicer inside. It's just on that fucking strip where all my boys hang. It's just so, oh, that strip of West Hollywood. It exhausts me. It exhausts me. But that's where my boys hang. Every Friday night at Stash, we have to watch Drag Race. <laughs> that is the spot to be. Um, well, I guess. I guess Wolf is open, correct? In Tahoe. Is it? Did it actually open? Did it open? But I love LVP with the Wolves taking that. And when they were like, that's the shot, I'm like, man, Lisa Vanderpump is just a. I mean, how was this woman ever on? Does everyone really remember the times when she was on Beverly Hills Housewives fighting with Kyle? Because it just seems like so long ago to me. I mean, say what you want, love LVP, hate her. She's got a great setup here. I've said it before. She comes in for 10, like when she comes in, she's like, Graham Cracker is now home with James. And she's like, now don't get too attached to me. I am leaving everybody. I've done my, my, I've filmed the scene enough. Like, why would you want to film the scene? You're getting the same amount of money. And by the way, another random thought I had. Yes, you're going to say has. Well, Wolf has no opening date. In June of 2023, Lisa Vanderpump announced she'd be opening a new restaurant, Wolf by Vanderpump at Lake Tahoe. The gorgeous Alpine Lake, which sits on the border between California and Nevada, is a vacationer's paradise, offering skiing, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, all these months later, the restaurant has no firm opening date. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, honestly. Hmm. I'm sorry. I think I just dented my... Watch. Um, you know what I thought when Katie and Ariana were in the car and they were talking about something about her and she's like, when has Tom Schwartz ever planned a trip? I mean, doesn't it seem like 17,000 years ago that Tom and Katie were married? I mean, how are these two ever? This is these are the random thoughts. How are these two ever married ever? I know. I know. Right. They just seem complete opposites, complete opposites. And I, right? I Yeah. Yeah, I, it wasn't I, I that long ago. Before. It wasn't that long ago, you know. 
I know, but it feels like an eternity. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously, I'm Team Schwartzy. I love, I love me some oh, Schwartz. You love Schwartz. Oh my to god! To handle it all, and Stride is very handsome in real life. Six, <sighs> six one, six two. He's very tall. Handsome. He's a tall guy. Um, I hope Graham Cracker gets along with Mister Banks. I'm worried about that. Me too. Me too. I, I, you know, and I can I just say, you know. Yeah. I feel for James and Allie a little bit because that dog seems like a bit of a nightmare. I'm going to be honest. And that now they're like backed into a corner. You know what I mean? They have to keep the dog. They have to keep him. I mean, this dog has been bounced around. Been bounced around. Been rescued. And what do you, yeah. Is this dog going to, I don't know. You know, there's just some dogs. I had a girlfriend who had a dog, you know, several years ago. And the dog just, it would kill everything in sight. It would kill chickens. It would try to kill cats. Oh, it that's just, lovely. Yeah. Well, it ended up retiring to a farm. Like, it, it's a you want to know why I don't want a fucking dog? You want to know why? That's what it would. It just would kill everything. It, you know, and that's just sort of part of animal instinct, right? It's like cats. They'll kill. They love to kill mice, you know? Dogs why and cats you? scare me. Okay. I'm going to be honest. They scare me for different reasons. <laughs> I'm not um, a pet person. I'm not a pet person. No. I mean, wish them no harm. And my mom has a wonderful dog and a wonderful cat that are so sweet. But they just, they're a lot of work. They're a lot of work. You don't if know I had a dog, doing. it would be a Sharpay. There's a lovely Sharpay in my Hamptons community. Dino, shout out to Dino. And he just trudges along. He never barks. He never jumps. He never speaks. And I love the wrinkles. They're very cute. But, um... It's oh, it's a pass, you know, a sharp hey, darling. Um, but it's not for me. I'm gonna pass. I live my life on airplanes, so the dog wouldn't be well taken care of. Um, they've got themselves in a corner with that dog. You know what I mean? They've got to keep it, and maybe the they love it. Maybe they love it. I'm reading into it because again, at the end of episode five last night, you know, LVP comes back out, and James reintroduces. Cracker and um, or hippie, and you know, everyone's sort of taking this in for a second about wow, the dog is back, and you know, everyone's surprised they just didn't know where the dog was. So, but there's a lot, but there's a dog secret with Glam Cracker, Mr. Sandoval reveals. I know the truth about Graham Cracker's past, but I will not reveal it. Because Mr. Kennedy will slam me against the wall. And I'm finally making headway with James. You like how that, that ended? We no, I know. That was, that was a big secret, which, you know, uh, that's been out there, right? That that James was just not so kind to Graham Cracker. That, And, you know, I mean, all these abuse allegations have been flying around about Mr. Kennedy. And then that Kennedy was not so good to Graham Cracker. And, yeah, I mean, that's like looming out there because... And, and also, I think he's referring to like that. Apparently, Graham had some, Mr. Cracker had some unfortunate, you know, behavioral issues with Raquel's family, with the yapping and the little nip nip. And that's why they had to give him away. I think, you know, they're painting the picture that Rachel's family just tossed the open the window and tossed Graham out. And I think Tom is like, you know, not the exactly, dog was not misbehaved well. Which, to your point, Sarah, I guess we could see it because he's running around, isn't he? Uh, maybe he's fine. Maybe he's fine. And with the right training, you know, it's, it can be fine. A lot of people listening to this have pets that have gone through, you know, various things and then they get the right training and they're fine. I, I don't know. It's, uh, what did you make of? Cause we close out last night's episode with this sort of moment with James and, and Tom reconnecting and, uh, trying to be friends again. And what do you think of that? I mean, James just makes me laugh. He brings a smile to my face. Don't anyone ever. He reminded us, in case you forgot, George Michael, music legend, you know, father figure. I want your sex, faith. Let's not forget that's his uh, That's his godfather. So uh, Sarah's going off on a singing tangent. Well, um, and he, oh my God, he did that. Did he do a cover of Roxanne or? Um, yeah. Oh my God. Roxanne. Yeah. You don't have to tell. Put on the red light. 
Roxanne and, Sting lives oh, at 15 Central Park he in the city. Does a slow version of that. You know, I saw George Michael, I'm sure you did, in Washington, DC. I mean, over a decade ago. Oh my God. He was unbelievable. Believable. I saw yeah. him at MSG sitting next to Neil Patrick Harris and David Burka, the husbands. Um he was yeah, great. I get what a talent. What a talent. What a talent. And I love that band-aid. Do they know it's Christmas time? Okay, anyway, no one wants to, no one pays for to hear me sing. Um, I love the James and Tom. Like I I love the scenes with Tom because it's like he's trying to get back in the group. At least it's something interesting. I mean, where we go right. from here. I mean, people are probably sitting here now and saying, Do we just listen to 40 minutes of David and Sarah talk about a dog, but that's what the episode presented to us guys, right? I well, mean, we all talk true. about Leah McSweeney suing Andy Cohn and suing Bravo. That's coming, guys. Don't worry. Ooh. She says he does cocaine in the back room. Didn't we hear that before from Miss Griffin? I mean, hasn't everybody done something with their boss? I mean, is this like that shocking? I don't know. I ever done cocaine had, with my boss? I've never done cocaine. Like, okay, well, I've never done cocaine with my boss either. But I've never done cocaine. I've seen them hammered like yeah. No, I mean, look, did I get drunk with my staff when I had a staff and I ran HR? Sure. Did I try to like fuck any of them? No, that wouldn't be appropriate. I mean, I've been to strip clubs with one. Now I was on a radio morning show in DC and we were syndicated in Tampa, Florida. At the time, yes. our boss of the Tampa, Florida radio station, we all went to a strip club with him. Strip That's club capital of the world. Yes. Down there in Tampa. Um, I like I, Tampa. It's cute. Does anyone believe Liam McSweeney before we wrap up our VPR um, VPR discussion? Because I did like the teaser for VPR episode six. I did. What like did it that. show? Well, Sheena is FaceTiming Katie and Ariana and basically just saying, look, I'm not going to like not I'm not going to completely shun Tom Sandoval for you. And Ariana's like, you know, given this expression or whatever on her face and. So we see that coming up. And then we see Tom calling out Lala, which I have to agree with. Where's your storyline, Lala? Where is your tea? Where's your dirt about Emmett? Is that you what know, he's is that what he said? Emmett. He was like, you yeah, don't he's, share. He's like, you don't you share. You don't anything. share. And I do, I am like, where is Lala's? Where is more about Randall? Because okay, last season. Did the articles, and they never address the articles that have since come out, right? From Randall, because those just came out like last early fall, summer. So where's the like, is is Randall keeping up his end of the custody agreement? Is she nervous about Randall having their daughter unsupervised? I mean, where's the discussion about that? We got a little of it in the first couple of episodes, but- we really haven't gotten into the nitty gritty. Where's that divorce? How come that divorce is so quiet? Do you want to know where the discussion is? Yeah. Well, this past Tuesday, literally this week, not today, not yesterday, the day before Tuesday, um, the guest on Behind the Velvet Rope was Nicole Eggert from Baywatch. Now everyone's saying, I didn't watch that show. I'll tune in later. Charles in charge. It turns out, and this is all on the podcast, Miss Nicole Egger was good friends with Mr. Randall Emmett. Now she says this and she goes on to talk about David Hasselhoff and Pamela Anderson and Baywatch. And I'm like, slow down, rewind your shtick here, girl. Love Nicole. And I'm like, excuse me? So apparently, you know, everyone really needs to listen to this. She was friends with Randall and she's also a Bravo fan. This is a home run guest. So she's watching the Vans upon rules and hearing, you know, this and James fuck this one. He's with Kristen and she slaps him and Lala's with a sugar dad. And then one day she's in the park with her daughter and she runs into her friend Randall and he's like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me, my, my, my like new girlfriend is over in the corner. Let me call her over. Lala! And Lala comes running and Nicole Eggert is standing there meeting her friend Randall's new girlfriend as she's watching the Vanderpump Rules and she's like, oh my God. The sugar dad we are watching is my friend Randall because you didn't know it at the beginning who Lala's sugar daddy was. So that's, no, but then it goes, she tells a story. You got to listen to this, Sarah. Honestly, she tells a story that Randall came to her house like one Sunday morning. Okay. 
her daughters. Oh, look, look how excited Sarah is now. Her daughter just showed up because they're friends. Her daughter's birthday party. Now it's not, don't go dark on me. I know what you're thinking. So there's the kids there. Her parents are there. And she implied, you know, Leah says Andy loves the Coca-Cola. She implied Randall might have been with some Coca-Cola. And apparently Randall got in the children's pool fully clothed. So Randall just said, I'm going to take a, uh, I'm going to go for a dip. But it's not an actual, or maybe like the adult pool, whatever it was. I think it was the children's pool. Got in the completely clothed, like dark, all black. And then just got out and her parents were like, what? The and she was like, you need to get out of here immediately. Like it's a child's birthday party. And the children were seeing Coca-Cola. And uh, see, you didn't think, you thought this was like a, a shameless plug. Just like a shameless plug. Go and I swear to you, listen to the Nicole Eggert. Because this Randall story and then I had more questions. When did you last speak to him? Do, do, do. What about the hotel room? And Lala, did you know he was like a scum? Oh, go, really? Go on this. Go on. Would you like to ask me a question? No, I would just <laughs> say, where is that? Where is that on Vanderpump Rules? Yes. I mean, I know divorce. Uh, I know divorces are messy and complicated. And it does sound like Randall is on this other level of a little bit of a Harvey Weinstein, a little bit of a, you know, there, there's a lot there. And I'm sure she's very, very nervous that she has ocean with him. You know, she's, she's, I'm sure protecting her, but I'm just like, wow, how is she getting away with not doing it? Meanwhile, over here at RHOBH, I mean, we're getting ready to see more of Mauricio and Kyle's divorce play out on his Netflix show. Now, if that ain't if that ain't publicized and planned and my God, we're willing to sacrifice the girls and everything for our ratings. I mean. Cause we didn't see it the first season, right? It's like Beverly Hills ends. We have the trailer for this. We have Kyle and Morgan on the watch what happens carpet. The hand goes up. It goes to the ass. It goes up. It goes to the ass. Then we go to Via Carada in New York. Let me tell you about Via Carada. It's not the equivalent exactly of Craig's, but it is like a top New York restaurant where you don't go unless you want to be seen. So now we have Kyle and Morgan at Via Carata, picture, picture, hands up. And now we have a trailer for buying Beverly Hills where the girls are like, you ruined our family and it's a divorce, a boo-hoo-hoo. Right, so we have another show now where we're going to sit through and guess what? No fucking answers. But here's the good news. You're going to get some real estate. And by the way, I had two of the girls from the first season of Buying Beverly Hills on this very podcast, Allie Lutz. Where are they? I don't see them in the trailer. I think this whole show is completely revamped. Other than Farah, well, all I saw was was Alexia and her, the guy that she kind of slept with and not some like liked. And it just seemed to me like a whole new group of people, and they're all 20-something. I think that somehow Buying Beverly Hills had a good first season, and they're like, you want to knock it out of the park, like selling Sunset and all the others? I think it's coming back like Vanderpump Rules, where they're going to have Mauricio as the Lisa Vanderpump, and I think it's going to be a bunch of hot, messy 20-somethings, because that's not what it was the first season. It was a good show, but we had 30-somethings and babies and marriages, and I think they're like, nobody gives a fuck about that. Let's just have everyone fucking everyone, and Mauricio can be LVP and the Kyle drama. But here's the thing. If you have a whole season of Buying Beverly Hills and we learn nothing new, and this is more teasers, fuck you. It's my new sentence. Fuck you, right? Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more if we learn nothing new. I know. Yeah. And, and I think people, I think Mo and Kyle are hitting their tipping point of, you know, I think people loved them for a long time, but I think they are in danger of people really hating them and really being disgusted with how they are playing this out over and over. And like I said, I love Kyle. Kyle's one of my favorites, but I'm getting to the point of this whole, I just, you know, oh, I, I can't believe I've done this to Morgan. And then Morgan's everywhere with her on every red carpet. And I mean, it's just so easy. If you didn't want this attention, they're so addicted to it. They you know, and, and it's the Tom Sandoval effect. I mean, it does become your life. Like it, once, unfortunately, once you go away from these reality shows, people don't care. They just don't care as much. They, you know, Rinna is doing well. Some, some reality stars can parlay it into other things, but I but think- But she had a career and not even the acting. Like she did have- 
the products and QVC. And I mean, I could just imagine that whatever you were making on the products, I know she was banned on QVC and blah, blah, blah. But like whatever you're making on an actual product, his, if it's a real product, it's got to be more than you make from slumming around in front of the camera. Was Rina banned from QVC? Something like that. Something like that. These people know, these lovely people that are listening now, everyone weigh in. She was unbanned because she famously said that she made so much money doing QVC again when she was on RHOBH that Harry doesn't have to work anymore for the first time. I believe it. She used to fly to Philadelphia, clean off the phone and the bed, and she cleaned down the, I don't do that. She gets to the the hotel room and she wipes everything down. I'm really, believe it or not, not like, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Someone else's head's like laid on this couch. Like, I mean, I'm tired. Anyway, Sarah's looking at me in disgust. Everyone thinks I'm I'm more more like you. I don't clean either. I don't care. I figure wait till I show you the before and after from my new apartment in New York. I'm sleeping on an air mattress when I'm there now. The design phase has just started. I guess you're going to say again, oh, poor life, David. Shut the fuck up. But yeah, we, are. We're, we have no sympathy for you. Are you kidding? Right. Well, you're having like you a $20,000 custom headboard made? No, we don't have any. Like, but, you, think, you think we care? No. I'm all alone in the world. I have oh, no significant. Well. I have no significant other. I, I used to no, believe that. Now there's a no long children. list. There's a long list in the will for all the Louis and the visitors. And I have Louis. no children. I have no pets that love me. I just, just, you know, I have nothing. I used to think like I was going to be your guardian. Like when you are, you are. I'm fighting. So every time I call you, you're out with Sam and Tom and Bill and Anna. It's like, oh my God. Now the list of conservators are, is enormous. I've got to, I'm going to have to fight with all these people. Melissa Rivers. Melissa Rivers. I mean, give me a break. I mean, you've got so many friends and people. I don't believe it for one second. Listen, when I die alone, and you live a nice full life with your husband and your at this point, it sounds like you want to have 10 kids. Every time <laughs> I talk to her, every on. time I talk to her, the fucking number changes. Six kids. Oh God. We're never I mean, gonna I, see you again. We're never gonna see you again. I can't wait to be a mom. I just well, I am a mom, thank God. I have a beautiful son and I'm very grateful for him. And maybe maybe I'll just have one more child. I don't know, but I'm ready for at least another baby. I want one more baby. And we'll have to do, I'll have, have to bring in Yucatel. I'll have to bring in, you know, I'll listen. We also have just David. I mean, I do enjoy like just speaking to it, but we'll have to bring in Yucatel when you're Rachel Yucatel, when you're on your uh, oh. maternity. Trust me, Miss Yucatel, love her dearly. I speak to her all, every day. She would love to take your maternity leave. Well, uh, Rachel, get ready, girl, because I could be all <sighs> three, four months. I want to yes. just savor and having oh, another baby and being a mom. I love it so much. There's nothing more rewarding. They come in in the morning. My son comes in, mommy, mommy, coffee, coffee. See, and I am sacrificing that for another Louie and a headboard. So the joke's on me. I'm a lonely, lonely person. You have a lovely yeah. offspring that will take care of you in your own old age. I'm telling you, there's going to be a long line at at the the old folks' home when you are incapacitated. And yes, I, like I, for I, all I, the wrong reasons, just for a damn fucking Louie. I don't know. And by the way, we have to talk. Did you watch the four-part um, Wendy Williams? See, I thought this was going to be me with you. I thought I was going to have the conservatorship. They're going to do a documentary. Everyone's going to be mad at me. Well, Miss no, Melissa well, Rivers. Actually, they might be. Melissa Melissa, and Sam, and they might be mad at me. And Anna Kinkoses, they might be mad. We love our Anna. I just, she was just texting. Um, Melissa watched it and was filling me in this. This, I hear it's very, I saw the clip with Black China. I just don't understand how this got made. I just saw, I mean, there's so, this is trending. This really is trending. Everybody wants to talk about Wendy. I'm talking about it on Monday with Melissa. I think our show is Monday. Were you a big Wendy fan? Like, or were you that? In- you seem indifferent. Like you, like Wendy wasn't it for you. Look, I think she is a pioneer. When I started behind the velvet rope, it was based on Wendy Williams. It was like Countess Luann and I can go to the Regency and hang with Harry Dubin. But when she leaves with someone, I'm going to talk about it on the air that Luann got up and left with like a hot 23 year old. So we can be friends, but everything you say to me is going to be fair game. That was the plan when I started the show. That's kind of how it started. So I like Wendy. I think like what she did in radio back when it was just her and Howard Stern coming up is so she did it like nobody else's business. You know, it's very hard to talk about people or have guests that say things about other people and remain friends with these people. So she did it so well and she was a pioneer, but I was never like a huge 
fan the way that like yeah a lot, a lot of people, of people are, are. yeah like I'm not not a fan I, I I'm indifferent I think that's the right way to put it I look you this documentary I, I do I do love her because to me she's like Joan Rivers it's like you're never you rarely come across people who truly don't give a fuck like who will roast people and don't care and be called every name I mean she's been called homophobic <laughs> transphobic racial xenophobic she's been called every, and she just would get back in that chair how you doing like I just I just love like I love when people do not care does the documentary go into that, that? like all the hate she got and everything well, I think it's I thought the documentary was much better. A lot of people feel like, why are they doing this? Why are they why are they following around a woman who has a form of dementia induced by being an alcoholic? You're really watching an alcoholic, really just just and anyone that's had a family member that's truly a horrible alcoholic. You see it in her. But I think I thought I actually thought the documentary was much deeper because I think it makes you think about a lot of things to your point about being alone. You know, I mean, their their argument is a little bit like that. That the sh all she wanted to do was be famous, and she got it. But at what cost? At what price? And you know, I mean, it's sad to see somebody with alcoholism. She's connect. She's so in love with her son, but she's almost like disconnected from her son in a way. That's sad. I'm still confused about how. Although it's, I really want to do some research because I want to avoid this. You know, what's scary is how can the state appoint a guardian that's not your relative? Yeah, how did that happen? I, really? Well, I can't, I can't quite equate it except for supposedly the alarms were sounded because all her money is at Wells Fargo Bank. So therapists, doctors, it sounds like gave a report I, and, and it was tripped off by her son charging a hundred thousand dollars on her credit cards well to me unless she reported that as fraud or maybe somebody in her inner circle i mean who cares right it's her son he wants to take that's an internal matter so and, the and son was just said, after the money well he says no that she which i believe i actually thought he was very sweet incredible he says no my mother this is my mother's money she told me i could spend it you know and use her credit card the way i want him but someone sounded the alarm, said basically he's doing fraud. She, these are all the I, I don't know. I mean, and guess why they sounded the in alarm in her inner circle. And then 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 Wells Fargo steps in and goes, well, we believe that that family is stealing from her. So we're going to report it to the state and everything. Anyhow, from a series of events. And then she gets appointed this stranger who's one of these legal guardians. It's very scary. And does I, that I, person take the money? Because let me tell you something, the root of, of all course. evil. They're getting paid Yeah, a of lot. course, of course, of course. It's all about the all money. Yeah. For everyone who says it's not, he says he loves money. What a horrible person. We all love money. We all want more money. And most of the fight, do you know what happens when a family member dies with money? Oh my God. Oh my God. Good luck if you're not a close knit family. Good luck. Oh, get a will. You know this. Get a will. Each get other a trust. Apart. Well, don't do that to your family. That's don't not the family that. fault. That's the person who died. Correct. Correct. You, because if you have enough money, you've got plenty of money to go to a great lawyer and put that crap in a trust and name it out and be very specific so there's no ambiguity. Do not pull an Aretha Franklin. Cripe. She had 18 wills uh, hidden under her toilet. And my her guy, Prince. Prince. You know what uh, a mess foolish. Prince's a fucking foolish. estate is? Ah, oh. Apollonia and, and Morris are involved. Crazy. Absolutely foolish that you do that. It's so horrible for the people left behind. And it's all of what? $5,000, $10,000, which is peanuts to these people. Peanuts to Wendy. And, and they don't see, peanuts. I had a lot of questions about it because it's like, did, I don't think, did Wendy have like a, a trust, a living will? I don't think she has anything in writing. So see- now we're up for all this interpretation and. And she just reminds, I mean, I just, I have so many, I have to watch it. Like Melissa was like, you've only watched a little bit of it. It's like, does she know she's making this? Like she's billed as executive producer. So it's like, I have so many questions. I read something today that the producers, I think it was said, oh, if we knew we were dealing with someone with like dementia and aphasia, we would never have made this. Really? Really? Is that what we're going to say now? That you wouldn't have uh -huh. made this if you knew she had to. I mean, you're filming it. You can't tell this is a woman that's not together. Like well, you knew this was got, a train wreck. I think, 
I mean, the only thing I can defend there is, you know, if you've been around someone who's a true alcoholic, they fake it. it's hard to tell, you know, is it the alcohol? Is it, is it mm. now usually with like, I'll use my gunkle. I have, I have several gig uncles, but one of them died basically of alcoholism. And, you know, he was somewhat clear from the hours of like 7 a.m. until like two. And then he would start drinking. And then just like after that, it was like none of it made any sense. And then he ended up with a form of Alzheimer's, probably from being an alcoholic for 50 years. But you don't know. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing is is heartbreaking. And it's like, what a price to pay. Was that worth it to have that talk show? And the fame and the it money. Well, I mean, you're asking the wrong person here. You know, <laughs> you're asking. I mean, it's nice if you could be famous or have the money. I would take the money over the fame and just have it all. Still be a happy person, right? I don't think money makes you unhappy. More money, more problems. I, I get it, but- can't we just say it's enough? Do we really need another Louis Vuitton? Is that really going to fill fill the uh, void today? Do we have to have that? Yeah, we do. Money but makes life so much easier, but you have to not be an addict. Fun. Yes, and you have to be mentally well. And you and the yes. promise can't be alone. That's the thing. That's why I'm having more children. It's like if Wendy had a daughter, I don't <sighs> know that this would be happening. You know, and it's like to me, I yeah have children. Well, I mean, you have to be, you have to have a family that, or you, you could be alone and just realize that most people have evil motives and not let them in. Spot that. I don't know. I'm not the type to be taken advantage of. I'm just. Oh boy. Oh. Like I always feel that Sarah's like famous last words. No, I need mean, have friends and have a grip. But when you start like giving people access to, to money, it's weird to me. I'm just, I can't see any world. Like I've always said, I could fall in love with you tomorrow. We're never getting married. We can maybe live together. I mean, it's nice if you live down the street or across the street, but even if we live together at whatever, it's when, you know, yeah, fine. Move into my houses with me. You ain't, there's no joint bank account. I, 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 really, really anti a joint bank account for anyone. That's just me. Sarah's like, oh, really? <laughs> Tell me. Just, I I, I just I find that I mean. weird. I just find that a weird concept, but spoken like someone who's single. But I really can say if I fell in love tomorrow and someone was dying for a child, it wouldn't work. If I fell in love tomorrow and someone's like, I will only marry you, love of my life, if we have a joint bank account, well, we're not getting married. That's an actual deal breaker. I, I don't believe in that. See? All right. Well, I mean, no, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you just it's get a will, get me. a living trust, get get things get things lined up. So when something happens to Miss Yontif at eighty two, you know, we're not all fighting. You I... know, do, make it do, make it clear, Miss Yontif. Do not leave us with like, you know, who gets this and who gets that. My mind might be gone by eighty two. I'll be honest with you. Listen, right, if my mind, listen, here, I'm going to, do you want me to give you permission? You want, do you want to have, do you want to be the number one podcast in the country? <laughs> okay. Here's the plan. When my mind goes, I don't know, maybe 10 years, 20 years. Do you really want to keep doing the show with me? And you could just have ratings gold <laughs> and I will sit here and talk Bravo and my mind will literally be gone. Do you, do you want to do that? That, that? How about I give you that instead of a Louie? You'll be the number one. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll keep it going. All right. I I hope that doesn't happen to me. That's my biggest fear in life. Right. Just to lose your mind. Yeah. I think that's worse than dying of just like a sickness. I would rather have a sickness. You'd rather have that than cancer. No, I would rather have cancer. I think. You'd rather have pancreatic cancer. Like Alex Trebek. You'd rather that. Well, no, that's. I mean, I don't know, losing losing your mind seems so just, oh, like if you've seen it up close, it's so just sad, right? Because you have to wonder, I always wonder if the person knows that they've lost their mind because they are angry. So it's like, do you, do you know that you're angry? Like, so a lot of people that have lost their minds seem very unhappy, and so it's like, do you know you've lost your mind and you're unhappy? Because if you don't, then I guess there's no real unhappiness to it. This is a very deep conversation. 
I know it is. It's very hard to figure out. I don't know. I would love to talk about all this stuff other than Bravo. I just want to be well taken care of. I just want to be well taken care of. Like that's the, that's to me the lowest. I think the lowest form of dying is like, I don't know, potentially what Wendy's dealing with. Well, are you dying with people who respect you and like love you? But her son loves her, right? Yeah, but he's like, he, he and, and her sister, Wanda, um, they're trying like heck to get conservatorship, but they're not. This guy, Will, her crazy manager, has more access to her. This family members, they're calling this guy Will, who appears, you know, genuinely thoughtful on the documentary. I thought they portrayed him pretty well. I mean, he's a little like to me, it's like, aren't you a manager? I mean, he's all decked out in Givenchy and of course like, <laughs> diamonds and everything. It's like, well, you're a manager to celebrity. How are we? Maybe now, maybe he has other investments. I don't know. It's a little, <sighs> every scene is Louis Vuitton and Gucci. It's like, okay, pal, let's like, uh, this is a lie. Where are you getting all this money? Um, well, uh, do you really want to know where it's called? Wendy Williams. W I square. Know, I know. Well, that's, that's it. That's what you think. That's all you think about. <sighs> and that's to me, the saddest part because you work your whole life and should be given to the sun. And if the son's taking even halfway good care of her, he should have access to her money. That's what she would want. He should have Not it all. This manager and then the hairdresser and this other person and this Sabrina Morrissey, who's the guardian, who's, you know, this is like the Britney Spears. I mean, the lawyers, no offense to you, you're a lawyer, but they, I mean, the lawyers are the ones that make all the money. I mean, you know, this Sabrina charging $500 for 15 minutes to look at two things, you know, that's that's the crime. That's how I think is the worst I want to be whatever happens, like die with people that care about me, that want me to, you know, that take good care of you. I mean, just sad, Wendy. And I mean, who the fuck is your apartment in New York going to be black walls? I thought the saddest part to watching that documentary. Oh, you walk into her New York City apartment, this beautiful apartment. The walls are all black everywhere. Who lives in a home with black walls? Are Are you kidding me? My walls, no, I'm getting wall coverings. My, my apartment is going to be every possible shade of gray, beige, grayish, white, brown, light brown, tan. I'm not even having one ounce of color or blue. It's all neutrals, all neutrals. That sounds better to me. It's like, God, we're Uh, all heading into a coffin, which is nothing but solid black. It's like, who paints the interior, all, every room in our house, solid black wall. I thought, how, no wonder you're depressed and an alcoholic. Who wants to wake up? I mean, you look like you're in the inside of a coffin when she I love how you think glare. everyone in New York has all black. No, we just wear all black, darling. Oh, <laughs> Add some no. color into your life, my Lord. Now, listen, I have to watch this documentary. Gosh, we have a lot to talk about. It's good. About. I did not find it. A lot of people found it super exploitative. It's, it is, but also I think it's cautionary. And I think the family is doing it and pushing for it because they want public, the public to know if, if this conservatorship thing can happen to them, just like with Britney Spears, but, you know, it can happen this to anybody. Yes. It's it's very, very scary. And I think they're doing it. They want it out there to hopefully gain public sympathy like Britney did, Free Britney, to get control of Wendy. And to me, the family should have control. Even if they go through all the millions, at least, you know, she's with her sister who she loves. She's with her father. You know, she she's loves her son. son who she adores so much. You know, let them have the money instead mm-hmm. of Sabrina Morrissey, this foolish guardian, you know, making a fortune. I have to go watch this. Bye. I gotta go. <sighs> Keep in touch, girl. Next time we got to talk about Leah. We got to talk about Nick Sweeney. <gasps> I want to know all your thoughts because you've had hot takes on Leah. And I feel like, did you ever interview Leah? Do you know Leah personally? Or did you? I've met her. I have pictures somewhere on my... Uh, right. She's coming from Mrs. It's to go with her. I've said horrible things about her, so I don't think she cares for me. I'm friends well, with Ebony. The, timing, the timing's fascinating. Time well, aren't she and Ebony besties? No. What? She ditched Ebony, girl. She ditched Ebony during a Roni. I don't know. Look, it's going to be interesting. Okay, we have to talk about this next time. All right, call me. Bye, Gorge. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear subscribe 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 on apple podcasts under behind the velvet rope and when you're done subscribing 
feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.